Right, welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show. A very special and big one tonight. Why? Well, it's Friday and it's seven o'clock-ish. That's that's what... No, no, it's the FA Cup final tomorrow. And yet again, Chelsea are in it. And I am very excited. And I'm sure so is Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody. Hello, Chidge. Hello, Jonathan. I'm really excited. Through the square I'm... window today? Yeah, it's the round window, actually. And, then, <laughs> yeah. and I tried putting my head through it, and it's got bars on it. I don't know why. Um, I can think of uh, a few reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah so can I. Um, yes, I am uh, elated and excited to be at another cup final, but um, as we were debating just before we started, do I wear my thermal underwear? Because it's going to be so bloody freezing. Oh, mate, no. But um, even though it's May, but uh, I am, as we've established on Twitter, very old mm. so uh being oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that ruffled man. your feathers a bit didn't it <laughs> oh for those that not in the know some bloke called i don't even want to call him a name when i give him any credit simon <laughs> simon said that old bloke put a jinx that old bloke put a jinx on chelsea by saying they'd win four nil who was it and somebody um got it wrong and said it's chidgy and and uh, Chidge, Chidge rather rather magnanimously said, you know, not me, Governor. It's Jonathan Kidd. Thank <laughs> I grasped you, you up, Thanks mate. Thanks for grasping <laughs> me up completely. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm afraid uh, I um I um I told him to fuck off. Yeah. Which I thought was really quite um yeah, you know yeah. it's not normal of me. I normally say, oh well, everybody has a view. You know, oh well, nice. But I thought I'm not having this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that old bloke. You got, got you it. did get a lot of crying with laughter emojis as a result, though. So well from done. you. Not well, from no, from a lot of other people too. But really, did yeah. they? Oh, good. Thank you. It's yeah, good to get yeah. good to get a response. Yeah. Um, but I'm slightly worried. I'll now just swear at people every time they make no, any kind don't of... don't worry. Listen, old Bean, we're tight for time yeah. tonight. So who... Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, right, right, on. Just let me say, yes, I'm elated, but at the same time, absolutely scared shitless about what's going to happen after the result of the week. I, I am. Who have we got on the show tonight, JK? Oh, oh, God. Who have we got on the show tonight? Well, we've got, we've got the... Uh, the gloriously uh, erudite and um, interesting Adam Newsom from uh, Football.London, who uh, is becoming a regular. And uh, may I say the show is enhanced by having him on. So uh, mm. good stuff. Well done, Adam. It always is. Uh, we also have Dean Mears with us. Uh, he of uh, went to Mo King's Meadow and Chelsea Fancast fame. But uh, Dean has disappeared momentarily, but I'm sure he will return anon. Uh, let's get straight into it. I mean, obviously, we've got, uh, we're got we going to have a, a little bit of a talk about the Arsenal match from uh, Wednesday, I'm afraid. Uh, and then we'll try and get anything else we can squeeze into this first part. And then we've got uh, the lovely Jake Watson from TalkSport joining us for the opposition view tonight. He's a big Leicester City fan and, a, and he's a producer at TalkSport, but he, he often uh, presented our Love Sports show on a Friday when we we're at Love Sports. So it's lovely to, it, it will be lovely to speak to him again. And then, of course, in part three, we will do uh, our own preview of the FA Cup final tomorrow. But before all of that, uh, I kind of kicked this off, Adam, with a load of arse. I mean, I, I, everybody was so miffed about uh, the result against Arsenal on Wednesday. And, and, and it was quite interesting because we were in the Discord group. There was a lot of people who just couldn't understand how foul-mouthed and grumpy I was with everybody in there. I mean, I was. I mean, you think Jonathan was sour-faced and grumpy. Like You should have seen me in Discord. I was coating everybody off who in the group, not the players. I was, I was so grumpy. But the reason is, is because I hate Arsenal and I had to endure us losing to Arsenal for so many years and I cannot bear losing to them now. And in particular, 
the worst Arsenal side I have seen oh. in living memory. But what was the view from the press box? Um, the view from the press box, uh, I was actually talking to Liam Twomey about this beforehand, and he said that obviously Chelsea haven't played well against Arsenal for about four years, to which my reply was, I'm actually quite confident about this game, to be honest with you, Liam. Um, so there you go, bow down to Liam's far superior feeling there. I'm going to take issue with Liam there, uh, on one point. Baku, anybody? Uh, I think he made a fair point that Chelsea really just turned up for a half in that game and completely blew Arsenal away in one half rather than a 90-minute performance. So, you know, I understood what Liam was saying. Um, yeah, it was hugely disappointing uh, Wednesday night. Just obviously the, the big momentum that had been built up after City, the good feeling and, and the sort of almost sure feeling that Chelsea were going to finish in the top four um, has been very much eroded by that game. It wasn't a great performance. Took all... So I thought it was really, really interesting, actually, that in his interview with Sky before the game, when the uh, interviewer mentioned he had made seven changes, that he was surprised. Mm. He didn't even realise he'd made that many changes. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, OK, that's a problem. Um, if Because he, he seemed genuinely uh, sort of surprised and, and taken aback by it. And if that's the, the head coach, then... If he's feeling that, it was probably going to bleed through to to the first team and and, and the players. So, it was a poor performance. And how hadn't he noticed that he'd made these seven changes? I'm assuming maybe because one of them was Kepper, and then perhaps was it Kazuma came on against City, uh, sort of back into the first half. So he played the whole of the second half. So maybe that's kind of where it was that he didn't necessarily realise. But um, but you know the team he put out still had enough. More than enough in it yes. to, to win to win that game. It's just that, um, yeah, Chelsea didn't turn up, and they've had a couple of these wake up calls, and they've always responded to them in the undertook so far. So, fingers crossed that that's the, the case. Time again. of the season to do that was just absolutely dreadful. It was. Well, it was. I mean, can... I, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. But let's be honest. I don't think anybody, apart from maybe Kepper's inclusion, really, I don't think was too grumbly about the side that he picked because. The thing is, is that Tuchel's pretty much played... I mean, I, I, and I, I understand what Tuchel and Adam were saying, that he was surprised that he'd made seven changes, probably, probably also because he's played so many of those players recently. So it wasn't like he was picking a team where people, you know, most of the team hadn't played for two months. And you're right. I think it was a good enough team to beat Arsenal. Here's the thing, JK. I don't want to hang around with this one too much longer. Jorginho had a brain fart, but was Kepper at fault too? Well, everybody has said, I was reading everybody's reaction on Twitter. We're all saying, no, no, he was doing the right thing. No, he was by the post because uh, you, you, everybody knows you don't ever do a back pass uh, straight on goal. And I was thinking, I've never, ever, ever thought of that in my life. If the goalkeeper you think is going to be... A bit like the Rooney game. rules, the Jorginho rule, perhaps they've invented, well, you know. Well, no, but I, I, I thought he just passed back to the goalkeeper. I don't think the goalkeeper should be standing that far left of the goal. I'm afraid I thought it was completely, completely Kepper's fault. But I, I felt I better not put it on Twitter. I'm going to be shouted down by everybody saying, you don't know, you don't know what, what's supposed to happen. Maybe on the they football. would have told you to go and F yourself, mate. Yeah, they probably would have done. I think that would have been the case. Absolutely. <laughs> Adam. I think that it was fundamentally Jorginho's fault um, because at the end of the day, this is the risks, you know, football teams take now. They want to keep possession and, they'll, and there's no sort of fear of playing it in between the in, the, in between the posts. What I did think looking back at it was when the ball comes into Jorginho, Kepa takes two steps to his left. So he's moving away from the goal when Jorginho does 
play the pass, um, which I think is probably a bit strange. And, you know, there, there are far more better goalkeeper analysts than me out there, but I thought that was a bit strange. And whilst I, I didn't necessarily think this was Kepa's fault, these things do tend to happen when With he's Kepa, involved. It's the karma. Um, it's karma. He's, he attracts it. He attracts this kind of thing. This is the trouble. Oh, incidentally, several people, uh, several Arsenal fans wrote on Twitter, um, uh, it, it would have been a red card anyway because it was a back pass, they wrote, not knowing the laws at all because it just becomes a, an indirect free kick. But it would have been interesting to see what, have hap- what would have happened <laughs> had mean, the game gone on because it was a back pass which he handled. To be, to be but, fair to Kepper, and, and, and you know, talking of laws... Uh, JK, my law is never, never to be fair about Kepper at all. But I am going to be fair to Kepper, like Jorginho and like and Jorginho. I, I actually thought that Kepper did pretty well to even get back to save it, actually, because Jorginho that wasn't like a, a you know, a slow. He 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 put a bit of welly on that we back pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I the, the frank, frankly, it was an absolute clusterfuck of a shambles of a load of old dogs bollocks of an awful thing to happen, and and, and I think a, a plague on all their houses. Jorginho should have looked. Frankly, um, rather than being Mr. Bloody Nonchalant, Kepper, I thought, should have been, you know, between the sticks. You know, it was just an absolute Horlicks of a whole bloody thing. But anyway, a previous Horlicks with Havertz's miss, which was well, I'm getting on to that. But uh, it's it's time to uh, introduce JK, uh, our absent friend. Where where, where have you? You're right, Dean. Yeah, all good. Apologies um, for my tardiness. Uh, unlike the non-existent goal against Arsenal, I am better late than never. You are always better better late than never, mate. It's lovely to see you, old Bean. Uh, and I hope you noticed I've joined the uh, Went to Mo Kings Meadow Discord group. Yeah, I have. Enjoying you um, joining in there. Yes, I know. I, I commend it to everybody who's allowed to join in. Anyway, as JK was uh, was nicely segueing a minute ago, um, you know, it wasn't. I mean, you know, look. We've all been around football long enough to know these things happen. It's annoying when they do, but they can happen. But actually, I think we we did more than enough to beat Arsenal. I mean, we had, I mean, you know, they, I mean, you know, uh, Havertz is miss, which J.K. alludes to, absolutely appalling miss, frankly. But Havertz had two penalty claims. Mount had a, I think, a very good shout for a penalty. We hit the bar twice, you know. So, were we profligate or were we unlucky? Uh, I thought we were profligate. You know, I watched it knowing that we were going to lose one nil from probably about the 60th minute. It just never felt like we were going to. We you know, Dean, I, I called it at half time. If you you know see in my notes, because those are those my notes that I put in here are what I write in real time. And I said half time they're going to shit house their way to a one nil. You watch, and they did. Yeah, I mean they played a, a Mourinho game against us. You know, no, 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 them. no, no. That gives them far too much credit. This was Bolton. Okay, this is this was Bolton. Big Sam knows how to win against us, and he um, imprinted that at Bolton. But yeah, just felt like you know we were some players. I think JK mentioned it on our WhatsApp group. You know they were playing like they've been told they're not going to play tomorrow. Uh, they weren't making it, you know, necessary efforts, and you know everything just seemed off kilter. It did a bit, didn't it? I mean, I have to be honest, uh, JK. I, I thought, I mean, you know, and again, this is very easy to say with hindsight. Because actually, I think Tuchel, as we were saying, he has spread the load quite well, and and it's it's worked quite well. You know, people have come in; they know the system; it's fairly seamless. But I think I think uh, you know we are now at the business end of the season, and it's time to up the level. And I think that's when you miss your really big players. And I thought 
Well, I think Jorginho and Billy Gilmore can't really play together in the two. It just doesn't work. They're too similar in that respect. So I think we really miss Kante and his energy. But actually, the bigger miss, I think, was Rudiger. And I think I've got this really interesting stat from Rudiger. Well, not from him, literally, but about him. I don't think I don't think Tony's quite got his head around listening to the Chelsea fan cast quite yet. Shame on him. But uh, I'm going to read this out because I don't really understand it. It's all a bit kind of stats heavy. But anyway, Chelsea have conceded 26 goals in 19 Premier League games when Antonio Rudiger hasn't started this season. That's 1.4 a game compared to just seven conceded in the 17 games when the German has started. That's 0.4 a game. So apparently we didn't just miss Rudiger for his defensive ability when he isn't picked. It's the leadership, intensity and mentality he provides on the pitch. And I think that that's true, actually. And I think that showed uh, on Wednesday to a degree. Well, I don't think it's just down to the one player. You know, I mean, I was bemused by the fact that Adoy played the whole of the second half and was absolutely atrocious. I mean, to a degree that it was like watching him play um, in the last um, uh, stutterings of Frank when you didn't really think they knew what they were doing. And there was always that possibility that he didn't actually know what position he was supposed to be playing. But these constant overhit crosses and, uh, and, and hitting the ball out into touch and miscontrolling and being caught in possession was not what we expect of somebody who has been coming on in leaps and bounds. So uh, and, uh, for me, it put an enormous question mark on his commitment and his ability to stay to play at this level. You've got a whole half and you're supposed to be putting great deal of effort in. Or is it some kind of team psychological thing that they all are affected by a lack of focus and, and uh, um, I don't know, maturity? I was bemused. I, to say it was down to one player like Rudiger, I mean, all right, yes, he's been playing wonderfully. But I felt that several of them had complete nightmares in comparison to the way that they've uh, they've been playing all season. And it can't have been down to the, the, the limp nature of Gilmore and Jorginho. I think he discovered, as you said, they can't, he can't play with the two of them together. That just doesn't work. But Havertz similarly wandered around like, you know, we'd gone back as if we'd gone back you know, 20 games and we were, to the, we were back to, the, uh, we were back to the, the Jane Austen character with a rough round his neck, just moving from, from position to position and not touching the ball. It was, we, need a it, na- we need a name for that. Well, I, you, they're all slightly camp, aren't they? That's the trouble. So I'm not sure that we can we can use one of them. We but can yes. call him um, um, Nancy. Squire Squire Havering. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, yeah, Squire Haverine. Are we calling? Him? I was actually very much in Jane Austen country earlier on because I had my my double jab in uh, Basingstoke, and of course it's very near Steventon, yes. which is where she was. She's an Hampshire girl, is Jane Austen. Proud of her, mate. Her. Count Count um, Count Steventon Havertzian or something something like that. Yeah, um, like yes, I, I mean, look, you, 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 I, I cannot disagree with a word you're saying there, but you know, I, I do, I do think, you know, Adam, some, you know, players like Kante and Rudiger are a big miss. I mean, not least because dear old Zuma ends up playing in the left of centre back, which I don't think he can do. Um, it's all. A, I mean, look, we could we could sit here and we could moan for three hours, not just twenty minutes about this, because as I said, it really pisses me off losing to Arsenal number one number two we haven't uh you know I mean it's, look it, I think it we now got to win both our games I've done a little bit of maths for you which and actually I must share this with you I had a I had a chat with Kelvin Barker and and uh Mark Meehan last night and I proudly said to them so boys don't worry uh you know us Leicester and Liverpool are all going to end up on 69 points if we beat everybody 
Uh, and Leicester obviously don't beat us, and, and it'll go to goal difference and we'll be fine. And they said, no, Chidge. I said, what are you talking about? I said, no, no, if we win all our games, we get 70 points. I said, oh, right, okay. So I still can't count. <laughs> You'll be delighted to know. But anyway, if we beat Leicester and Villa, which, of course, I think we now have to do, we will be third on 70 points because Leicester then will only be able to get 69 points. If Liverpool win all of their games, they will have 69 points. And if West Ham win all of their games, they will have 67. So we can afford no more slip-ups. We've got to win both games, haven't we, Adam? Yes, we do. And it's going to make the... Well, it's... We've, Chelsea have got four games now that define whether this season is absolutely outstanding or is a failure. That is as simple as it is, because the reality is, you know, Chelsea can win the FA Cup Champions League and finish in the top four, or they can lose both finals and finish outside the top four. And then we're all left going, oh, that wasn't meant to happen. You know, there's one option that I would love in all of this is to win the FA Cup tomorrow, uh, <laughs> lose uh, against Villa beat Leicester again on Tuesday, then lose to Villa. Liverpool win all of their games, then win the Champions League, and Liverpool won't get in the Champions League. I would, I would, I would die a happy man if that happened. I bizarrely said that to someone earlier on. Actually, <laughs> well, there you go, great minds and all of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, these are four games now, which you know Tuchel might have to play his, you know, quote unquote strongest team in all four of them because all Chelsea them, can't afford yeah. Chelsea can't afford any slip ups now. The good news is that everyone's fit um, ahead of tomorrow. There's not a single player who's going to miss it for injury. Kovacic is back. He obviously won't start because he hasn't played for a month, but um, it's good to have him back just to, to enable the midfield to rotate a little bit. Um, so there's no reason Chelsea can't go and win all four matches. And I think the good thing is whenever whenever they've had a setback like this under Tuchel, obviously West Brom was, was the big one. There was an immediate response. Um, and given what's at stake tomorrow... Hopefully that's the same again because he has developed a mentality in this team um, a lot of the time where they are they're not a team that are going to go and lose two or three games on the bounce. I think Chelsea will react tomorrow. I really hope they react and, and win the FA Cup, obviously. Um, and then I, have, I do think there's enough quality and enough enough sort of development in in this team that they can go and win these next four games and it not be a huge undertaking which maybe is slightly overconfident on my part. You know, as I, as I said, I I, I, I I think the defeat on Wednesday, I mean, it really pissed us all off, you know, because, and I think predominantly that's because we don't like losing to Arsenal, period, and also losing to the worst Arsenal side in 25 years they doesn't so help. They dreadfully against us. They were yeah, dreadful. Yes, yeah, well. I, I know, I know. But, but, but uh, the reality is, is that, you know, I... I there are bigger fish to fry, you know, and and I think Adam's got a point, J.K. and and Dino. If if we win, if we win our next four matches, this could be one of the best seasons ever, and we won't remember. I mean, do you know want to know? Do you want to know a lovely little stat? Last time Arsenal did us at home was guess what? In two thousand and twelve, just before we won the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. So you know, more more omens if you need them. All right, but we'll forget all about this if we win the next four matches. But uh, if we don't, then it's going to be a very different story. It's Tuchel out. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Hashtag Tuchel out. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Jacob. <laughs> no, of course not. Tuchel rouse, Tuchel rouse. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that man calling me No, he did, man. he did. He, I, I, you lot who are listening that. can't see his face, but I can see his face and it was deadly serious. But uh, in fact, I can serious, see him. Serious face. He's already, I can see he's already writing it into Twitter as a, to be saved as a tweet later as we speak. Anyway, um, listen, Adam, and uh, and I'm, I might I might talk to Dean about this too. And in fact, maybe even JK as well. But... Um, there seems to be all sorts of news that's been breaking out this week uh, about East Ham, uh, not East Ham, but about Porto, because the Champions League final's now been more moved to Porto. I, for the life of me, cannot understand what on earth is going on, apart from the fact that I know that something like, um, what, how many fans, is it 6,000 each, or is that for the cup final tomorrow? I'm getting confused now. But, I mean, basically, the last I heard is that uh, City and Chelsea fans will have to get flown in, in a bubble, and be bubbled all the way to the stadium, and then basically fly in and fly out within 24 hours. So no party, you know, no fun. Go and watch the game in a socially distanced manner, and then go home. Has, has that all changed again? Because I'm so confused with it all, Adam. Um, I think it has changed. Uh, there was a statement put out this morning, uh, sorry, this afternoon, by the uh, Portuguese Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, which announced that British tourists will be allowed to enter Portugal uh from next Monday uh, and I think the only thing they had to do was to do a COVID test before um, that may not be bang on but I do I don't think this idea of bubbles is something that is gonna need to be done unless things change and they may change obviously mm. uh, between now and the final given um, the sort of the latest with the the Indian variant which is in the country at the moment here so other countries may opt to change their restrictions on the uh, British travellers at that point. But at the moment, I don't believe that you that it will be a bubble in and out. Um, but as I say, things seem to be changing very, very quickly. Um, we, you know, personally, we don't even know if we've got accreditation yet for this game. Really? Um, and it's in we'll see, a couple of weeks. So, and, I mean, would you be hoping to go? I presume so. Ideally, yeah, of course. Um, but as I say, you know, the, the later it leaves it, the harder it'll be to to get out there Mm, yeah i know i mean talking of who's going i mean if i can't even get to the cup final i don't think there's much chance of me getting a ticket jk and dino jk i mean are you up for going or or is this a bridge too far um i'd love to go and i'm contemplating it i'm just worried that my health um, might be impaired Mm. as a consequence i just don't know i'm such an unknown quantity because i'm asthmatic um i'm really not um i i don't know what uh i i think i'm i'm scared of getting in a plane because i'm not sure whether that's the the correct place to be in um even though i've had two jabs um you don't know what what variant you you know might be in there you don't know who's got something and uh, i wouldn't really want to risk my life i think um Going for a foot, going to a football match, despite it be the Champions League. So you, you're not, you're not Chelsea till I die, then. Well, I, funnily enough, I am, but um, not th- with a death just immediately. Not literally. Then yeah, not immediately <laughs> after the Champions League final. <laughs> if that's okay, I'd rather be alive to see others in a in a slightly more healthy state. So, so yeah, yeah. No, I think it's unlikely. I think I'll be watching it. We're trying to work out a. Um, maybe, a, a, maybe you and I should watch it together in a padded cell or something. That'd be lovely. I'd love that. Yeah, we can yeah. throw objects at each other. That'd probably kill each other or something. Just, no, you know. we wouldn't, Judge. We'd no, embrace. We'd we probably would. catch. Probably give each other COVID, mate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Dino, Dino, Dino. Um, now, I mean, actually, because I mean, you know, you uh, and JK and Adam are all going to be at Wembley tomorrow, unlike your uncle Chidge, who will be in his padded cell to watch the game. What about what about Porto for you? Yeah, well, I'm actually not going to be at the FA Cup final now. Um, Why? I did, I did have, I did get a ticket um, on the first day. Uh, I since changed my mind um, due to my expectant wife. Um, yes. I thought about driving up there, just or getting the train and stuff like that. Decided to um, to skip this year, yeah. and um, you know, hope that we get to another FA Cup final where we can enjoy it um, in a normal situation yeah. uh, without having to worry and um, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm torn between whether to go or not, but decided to um, err on the side of caution. Yeah, fair enough. What about Porto? Same reason, I would imagine then. Yeah, I mean, like JK, you'd love to be there. You'd sort of mm. give anything to be there, but some things are, some things are bigger than football sometimes, and you know, this is one of them. Yeah, I have to say, you know, if if because I've now missed, you know, this is the first. I mean, okay, Europe's a little bit different. I couldn't go to Moscow because I was working. Uh, I got to Munich, which is great. I I didn't get to uh, Amsterdam or Baku. Uh, I can't remember why I didn't go to Amsterdam now, but that was very remiss of me. But uh, I think it's because I was still very pissed off with Rafa, actually, and I just didn't want to revel in any glory he might get. I, I'm serious. I was that psychopathic about Rafa. It really put me off. Uh, Baku, we, I just couldn't afford to get to because it was crazy. So, And I've now missed, you know, there'll be two FA Cup finals. And, I mean, if, 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 if there had been no COVID and it had been an Istanbul... And I could have squirreled away a ticket somewhere. I'd have gone absolutely because I've actually got enough money at the moment, so I could have afforded to go. So I'm now missing a Champions League final, and I've, I've missed last year's FA Cup final. That's two FA Cup finals. If Chelsea don't get to another FA Cup final or Champions League final, which of, of course the beauty of these comp- competitions is, there are no guarantees, and it could be years. I am going to be because re- I'm not getting any younger, Dino. I'm going to be really pissed off, you know, really pissed off. But what can you do? Yeah, yeah, sort of out of that line, isn't it? So yeah. We have to um, obviously hope and pray that Chelsea remain at the top level for, for some time, uh, and we would, would be able to witness that. You know, again, yeah. I think you know it was a, a long time between trophies when we first you know, won the FA Cup in the nineties. Um, but I think we're in a better situation you know now than we, than we ever was. So um, yeah, I'm confident that. In our lifetimes, again, we will see another Champions League triumph. Well, indeed. Well, no, no pressure, boys. Uh, you know, just bear in mind what I've said, or there'll be a, a horse's head discovered in your bedrooms. That's all I'm saying. Can I uh, make a pronouncement, Chip? Yeah, pronounce away. We'll win several Champions Leagues over the next few years. Well, I really hope so, JK. But you and I both know cup yeah. competitions involve yeah. an inordinate amount of luck. You have to remember, I'm that old man. Who's jinxing them by making? And whilst an old man like you is on this show jinxing everything, I still don't. That makes our chances even less. I think unless you start saying we're going to get thumped eight nil every week by the opposition, and then we'll be okay. You know, the reverse jinx. Despite my um, gloominess about Wednesday, I think he's a completely brilliant manager, and he will he will make us competitive at elite level for as many years as he is engaged. Which which would be about one. One indeed, exactly. Right. the next one. We are going to move on um, because in a minute we're going to have the lovely Jake Watson, who is a Leicester fan and a TalkSport producer and an old mate of ours. He's going to be talking to us in Opposition View. So uh, we will be back in a minute.
Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, the, the preview show on a Friday, of course, with me, Stanford Chidge, him over there, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Whoop. And the uh, the legend that is Dean Mears, uh, the creator, producer, presenter, everything uh, of the uh, uh, Went to Mo King's Meadow podcast on the wonderful Chelsea women's team. Yeah, good evening. Apart from the editor, which is you, Chidge. Shh, don't tell everybody that. You know, I like to give you all the glory on that one. Anyway, so there we go. Now, uh, as you all know, in part two of the preview show on a Friday, we like to hear from a member of the opposition benches. And uh, we call it this. The Opposition View. And that's right. On this week's Opposition View, we have an old mate of ours, for very appropriately, you know, Friday, 7 o'clock show, used to do it on Love Sport. And occasionally, this fine young man had to babysit us and try and get us to behave appropriately. I don't think he ever succeeded, but I don't think we did any long-term harm because he agreed to come on the show tonight. It's the wonderful Jake Watson. Hello, guys. Hello. Have you said old mates? Are we not... I mean, no longer friends. When did we fall out? Or, no, we're, we're mates because we've known you for a while. Right, okay. I just want to double check. No, no, we're, still we're all good. We're still friends, right? Mate, we're tight still. We're tight, you know? Good, good, I good, mean, you good. had me on your bloody Talk Sport 2 <laughs> show the other week. Surely that means mates of long standing. Yes, that's what, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always a thing, isn't it, that's done when you say, um, when you get like a, a former player on, you say that's a, a former Manchester United legend. It's like, well, why are they no, why, why are they no longer a legend? What's happened? <laughs> So I just wanted to double check. I'm, I'm not a former friend. No, I'm no, Jake. You are you are a present and current friend and a legend, and uh, um, it's lovely, lovely to see you. Now, obviously, we got you on to talk about your your beloved Leicester. Um, so the first thing I want to talk to you, really, I mean, in in a, in a in a funny old sense, you're in the same boat as us. I mean, we're duking it out for top four as well. Of course, we've got Tuesday, Tuesday's decide, decisive match to come. But for you, as a Leicester fan, what's more important, top four or the FA Cup? Straight in with that one. Boom. <laughs> it's it's really tough, isn't it? Um, I think because I mean it, it's almost surreal for, for the fact that, that Leicester actually have the option of of potentially being in both. You know, it, it really quite is a, a scenario where we could quite realistically end up with with both. I have to say, winning the FA Cup would be what I would prefer. You know, silverware is is what it's all about, isn't it? Um, and then also for for, for Leicester as, as a football club, you know we've we, we we've won every other domestic trophy other than the FA Cup. So so for for a personal perspective to to have a bit of silverware and also for the football club to, to kind of complete the domestic um, lineup of, of of silverware, I think personally that'd be more significant. But at the same time, um, you know I have to stress I am absolutely desperate for for, for Leicester to finish in the, in the top four. You know what what that would represent for for Leicester in terms of their journey and, and progression. Of establishing themselves you know, financially and, and prestige-wise within the clubs in the Premier League and also Europe, it would be it would be absolutely huge. So, I would like both, but if you make me choose, I would say FA Cup, but only just. Right, right answer, Jakey. Right answer. I think we would all agree with that too. Actually, there's an emotional attachment to the FA Cup, and and I mean, as, as Chelsea sports, don't you know this? Because we talked about this in the past. I know, but 
we are very attached to the FA Cup and it goes way beyond, you know, the association that Roman has with the club. So many of, I mean, people of my generation found Chelsea because we won it in 1970. So it's huge for us. Um, here's, a, here's a footnote for you because I know that, that Leicester, uh, the last time you were in a final was in 1969. The, I was there. You were there. You were there. What were you doing at a Leicester City final, mate? You, you <laughs> doing more corporate my hospitality, given, mate. My dad got no. My dad got given a ticket, and he said, "I don't want to go. You go." So I went on my own. <laughs> was it Man bizarre, City? It? Was it City? Wasn't it? You, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Neil Man City. Neil yeah. Young. Yeah, yeah. Not not the not the singer and the guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to add. <laughs> Not to be confused with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, the other point I was going to make was that uh, um, we've played you in a final of a cup ma- of a cup competition before. In 1965, we beat you in the League Cup, which was played over two legs, which was our first cup. You know, tr- it was our first cup trophy because we won the I league. Was there. Jonathan would have been there. That was the Jonathan. year of my birth, so it was a long, long time ago. Jonathan was a young man in his 40s then, you know, and he was there. But there you go. Eddie McCready scored a great goal. But anyway, I won't bore you anymore with that. Um, Brendan Rodgers. Now, here's the thing, you know, we as Chelsea supporters are sitting here saying, yeah, 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 okay, I know we screwed up against uh, Arsenal, which was unconscionable. But um, we've been saying, ah, don't worry, don't worry, we'll be fourth because Leicester will choke again because that's what Brendan Rodgers does. And I'm not just talking about Leicester because he had a great habit of doing that at Liverpool much to our, our our delight, you know, when, when Mourinho went up there and beat them 2-0 and the Gerrard slip and all these things. So um, are you confident that you'll get top four? But also, you know, where do you stand on Brendan Rodgers? Because there's been a lot of talk about him maybe wandering off, you know, Spurs perhaps, you know, other talk as well. So where do you stand on Rodgers and do you think you'll get top four? Um, I'm, I'm probably not the best person to ask because I'm very much a... A glass half empty. <laughs> you fit. You fit right in here, mate. You should be a yeah. Chelsea fan with us. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I suspect that I'm significantly more nervous about the top four than than what the players are. Um, and I, I know this whole, you know, Leicester and, and Rogers bottle job um, is something that, that that's thrown around. And you know, and I'd love to sit here and 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 tell you guys that it's complete nonsense. That you know, it's under complete control. But, but the reality is I, I, I do get that sense and I, and I have done um, the last few weeks that, that, that when it does get to the crunch, whether it's Rogers or whether it's just the, the, the players not being as you know as experienced in those scenarios as some of the other clubs around them, um, we, we do seem to, to play with, with a little bit of fear. Um, and I actually do think that the bottle job around Brendan is, is probably a tad unfair. I mean, last season when, when we dropped out, yes, it was a a pretty calamitous collapse. I think at one point we were, we were 15, 16 points clear of you guys and ended up finishing behind you. But, you know, it was COVID. It was a pretty unprecedented scenario and some teams dealt with it better than others and, and clearly we didn't. Um, and then the the, the the Liverpool one with with, with Steven Gerrard. Can we really blame Brendan Rodgers for, for Steven Gerrard slipping over? Um, I, again, I think it's a, I think it's a tad harsh on on Brendan. I, I would the, hate, I would hate to deflect any of that away from Gerard, to be honest with you. Yes. All the Palace game, though, wasn't it? More the Palace game after that. Yeah, uh, of, yeah definitely. Of course, but, but but that's kind of the significant moment, isn't it? When when things kind of started to to go south. So you, you've got two scenarios, really, and or two situations. Sorry, where 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 something has happened, kind of unprecedented. You know, you still talk about Gerard to this day. And obviously, COVID had a, a massive impact on, on the, the entire globe. So, 
I, I think that, that Brendan certainly has to, to do something to, to shake off that tag, but I do think it is slightly unfair on him. I actually think Leicester's problems in terms of kind of getting over the line is, is far more to do with the fact that it's a, it's a group of players that, that haven't been in the situation that often. Um, as opposed to, to anything that Brendan's probably doing, which which is affecting the, the way the team's playing. I, I really do. Mm. I mean, your your form's been pretty good recently. I mean, you had you had the brain fart against Newcastle. Lord knows what happened there. Although I think actually they they set up against you pretty well in that match. Uh, but you know, you you beat United this week, which was a really a huge result. You know, kind of a must win in a sense. But I mean, the other the other matches against I mean Southampton have you know they've been on the beach for months. And Palace too, and of course West Brom. I'm not sure if they were even they they might not have been relegated by then. So that was perhaps I, we shouldn't talk too much about West Brom considering what they did to us at home. To be fair, um, no. I mean, what, what, how you know how you know what is Leicester's form like at the moment, really? Yeah, honestly, I don't think we're playing that well. Um, I think the the Manchester United result was absolutely huge, um, more so kind of psychologically go, going into that game because because before that point. You, you flagged up the, the results against Newcastle and, and Southampton. The Southampton one was a, a, a huge, huge opportunity missed because they were down to 10 men yeah. for, for around 70 minutes of that game. And, and if we'd won that, if you, if you look at, like we should have done, if, if you look at uh, what that would have meant for the league table, we'd be pretty much now guaranteed top four, but, but we didn't do it. Um, against Newcastle, we were pretty dreadful. But again, I think you should add context here that, that Steve Bruce has actually just been named manager of the month. So, so Newcastle were playing quite well and, and really probably should have beat Liverpool the, the week beforehand. So I think that that was a, a huge concern for, for A, the way that we were playing, but, but also kind of this, this thing we keep talking about of, of Leicester bottling it. So, so the fact that, that, that Leicester went to Manchester United and, and, and granted, you know, it was a much, much changed United team, which without question helped us get that result. But but I think I think from a from a psychological aspect, that will do so, so much, particularly for, for this game. If, if we hadn't won that one, I, I wouldn't be sat here giving as much of a prayer um, tomorrow. But but the fact that we won that game, I do think now that the, the players will be feeling pretty confident or certainly as confident as they could be going into a game like this. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, the reality is, it, you know, the thing about a cup final, it's, it's a one-off, isn't it? So, I, I, I mean, it's literally a two-horse race. Anything can happen, luck, you name it. But in terms of, uh, of Leicester, what, you know, what do you think, you, you know, your main weapons, your main threat to Chelsea is? I mean, Ian Acho has been on a really good run of form in the cup, hasn't he? You know, Vardy always scares the you-know-what out of me. And, I mean, you're a very good counter-attacking side still. Uh, and Didi is a good player. I mean, you you know, they're a good side, Leicester, on their day. So, uh, you know, what should we be worried about? Yeah, no, you're right. I think if you look at Leicester starting eleven, or, or certainly their best eleven, there's there's very little between the two teams. You know, Leicester have beat Chelsea this season. We've we beat all of the top six this season. We've beat Manchester United twice. You know, th this team is, is more than capable of, of beating anyone. It, it really is. Um, to, to beat Chelsea tomorrow, I think that there's a huge reliance, as you just mentioned, on, on Vardy and Ian Acho. They've, they've formed a, a really quite impressive partnership. But it, it's kind of that person behind those two. And, and that's... That, that's the question mark for tomorrow in terms of who starts because there's been there's been problems with, with James Madison in, in recent weeks where he was injured and then he came back. 
and he he played in the FA Cup semi-final. We thought, oh, brilliant, Madison's back. Get give him a few games, and he'll be fully fit, ready for for the running in, in the final. But he's just not got himself fit, and he's just not got himself playing well to, to the extent that that he didn't even start in in the last game against Manchester United. Now, if Madison is just being rested, is being kind of nursed gently back into things in preparation for the final, then great. But I've got a sneaking suspicion that, that Brendan is a little bit unsure whether he thinks James is actually ready to, to start that game. So, so if, if Madison starts and, and he looks fit and he's on his game, then then Leicester will cause you problems with that that trio of Madison and Inaccio and Barley. on form, isn't he, Madison? Yeah, absolutely. But, it, but, if, but if he's not fit and, it, and it's Ayose Perez, Leicester are a, a completely different team. And, you know, he's a, he's a decent player, but... Barnes, you know, Barnes, is, out. Barnes is out as well, isn't he, Jake? Yeah, Harvey Barnes is out, which is, which is a huge loss. But we, we've known that for for a yeah, little yeah, while. Yeah. Um, is, you know, is Tielemans is uh, is on is on great form though, isn't he? Yeah, Tielemans is the, the only other thing which is which is absolutely vital for Leicester is, is defensively. So you, you you spoke about that game against Newcastle. A big reason why we we lost was Johnny Evans got injured in the warm up, you know, and it, it quickly became apparent that that Johnny Evans' job when he plays alongside. It, um, Suinchu and, and Fafana is pretty much to tell those two not to do anything stupid <laughs> <laughs> because the pair of them were, were were making mistakes left, right and centre in that game and it, it suddenly became very apparent that yes, his, his leadership and his, his, his experience is vital but but clearly his organisation is, is massive and you know this guy has won everything domestically so so if, if he's um, if he's patched up and, and he's going to play then then great that's, that's hugely important but if he doesn't play um, it, it's, it, it leaves question marks over us defensively, which, uh, which is obviously not a good position to be in in a cup final. No, true. Um, OK, flipping it around the other way, you know, what, what do you as a Leicester fan fear about Chelsea? You know what, it's, it's a really strange one, you know, with, with, with Chelsea, because, you know, <laughs> I've obviously been, been watching you guys incredibly closely, not just because we know we, we've had this game coming up, but also with, with, with the top four. So I've seen and watched a lot of Chelsea and there's been a lot of, of good press around you guys. I think everyone has been universally impressed with the way that, that, that Thomas Tuchel has come in and, and had an impact. But, but what I personally find really interesting about this current team is, is that I don't see any real superstars. You know, you look at maybe some of the Man Cities and, and, and the Liverpools, you know, that there, are, there are players in that team which I think would, would kind of tear up any any team on their day but I don't see that with Chelsea what I see with Chelsea is just a really really good team and and Tuchel seems to be just getting the best out of everyone individually but also in a system so it's hard for me to pinpoint a player where I say do you know what I'm really worried about him you know if he plays well today then then Leicester are in trouble surely Kante's a superstar isn't he a superstar James who's that sorry Kante yes no I, I would agree with that but I don't think he's well, obviously, he's, he's an outstanding player. but He's, he's, under, he's understated, isn't he, Jakey? That's the thing about Kante. He's, yeah, he's our only world-class player. You, yeah. of all people, know how flaming good he is. But he's understated. That's, mm. what, that's part of, of what makes him so great, I think. He's not, he's not like a hazard, is he? You know? Or, or, or a Pogba, or, you know, yeah, isn't, yeah? I, I get what you mean. but Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean in the sense that, you know, N'Golo Conte is not probably going to win the game on his own in terms of winning and, and scoring two or three goals. I mean, look, <laughs> as you rightly say, N'Golo Conte, I'm fully aware of what a wonderful, wonderful yeah. player he is. And um, 
and there was doubts was was there not over his over his fitness but he he he's all good to play right he's cleared to apparently but apparently he was rested against arsenal because he he's he's carrying a low grade injury so they wanted to kind of deal with it give him a bit of pain management but uh you know he's he's fit to play yeah but i just think in an attacking sense um there's there's not any one player that I'm genuinely really scared of, and I know that sounds like really kind of. <laughs> I can understand last... that, mate. Given how we can't <laughs> score, <laughs> it feels like famous last words to, to to face something as bold as that. But I just think that that Chelsea as a team are performing so so well, um, as opposed to kind of picking out any individuals in that attacking lineup where I think you know we need to we need to to, to quash his threat and, and and we might win this game. So yeah, no, I, I find Chelsea a really unique kind of scenario at the moment because usually I'd be I'd be fearful of Eden Hazard you know I'd be fearful of Diego Costa but I can't quite pinpoint anyone who, who, I'm, who I'm genuinely terrified about tomorrow yeah good point um all right my friend how you how do you see it going and lob us a prediction oh it's 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 again difficult of course it is I'm fearful of of Leicester in terms of the way that they play on the big stage and how they get up for this occasion I think Chelsea, I think we can be fairly confident that they know how to do this. They, they've been here many times before. So so I'm just hopeful that, that, that the Leicester turn up and, and they can play to their to their top level. If they do that, it's going to be a good game. And uh, I'm sure you can completely understand that I can't sit here and predict anything other than a Leicester win. Um, Put a so, number on it, mate. Yeah, we'll make it difficult. We'll make it hard work. I'm going to say 2-1 to Leicester City with Kelechi Iheanacho Good scoring the winning goal. Good. I hope you got some money on that, mate, because that's very precise. But uh, no, and I, I would expect nothing less than you to predict a Leicester win. I mean, goodness gracious me. You can't come on here and say they're going to lose, mate. I mean, what's all that about? <laughs> mate, you have been beyond fantastic, as I, as I knew you would, because we, we, we really miss seeing you at Love Sport. Um, how's, how's it all going at Talk Sport? You, you, you're doing the breakfast show or the morning show, aren't you, Paul Coy? It's, it's, I never pronounce his name right, which is an appalling admission from somebody whose name gets pronounced wrongly all the time. It's Coit, isn't it? It's Coit, yeah. C-O-Y-T-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, life's good. It's, it's a... Uh... Perhaps quite different to, to the time spent in in Love Sport. In, uh, no surprise you know, there, mate. <laughs> those little studios up there. It's, 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 it's quite a different world. But my, my days and, and life revolve around getting up at two o'clock every morning. Um, yeah, yeah. Bit, we're, we're on air five till nine. I'm on TalkSport and TalkSport too. And yeah, look, life's good. It's a, it's a great thing to, to do. But... Um, you know, I've, I, I still, I'm still in touch with, you know, with, with you, obviously, Chidge and, and a number of other guys from, from Love Sport. And uh, we, we do speak fondly of those times. They were, they were unique. Um, <laughs> they uh, certainly were. <laughs> but they were great fun. They were. They were great fun. You know, I, I really do look back at it really fondly. Yeah, me too. We, we all really enjoyed it. And uh, I, I do miss it as well. But we met some great people, of course. And, you know, one, yeah. one of the many was you. And uh, I'm really so glad we got you back on the fancast. And I, and I always enjoy... Uh, you know, pitching up on on your, you know, on the Paul Coit show uh, on Talksport Two, and particularly actually, Jake, because you always say, "Chidge, you can do this time, this time, or this time," and, mm-hmm. and he basically gives me three times. Two of them are ridiculously early when I will still yeah. be in the land of nod, and then the last one's usually about half eight, which I can just about manage. So I always yeah. thank you for that, Jake. Yeah, I mean, can, can you imagine what it's like trying to produce a show that starts at five o'clock in the morning? Um, it's really quite difficult finding anyone who wants to come on before seven a.m. Um, right, yeah. but, but, but somehow uh, we, we just about manage it. But yeah, but yeah um, 
anything before seven nobody's interested in believe it or not no i'm su- so surprised i can't think why yeah. but there you go no it's, it's a hard it's a hard gig but well done you do do a great job there jakey lovely to see you mate i mean you know i, I would always wish the opposition fans that we get on huge amounts of luck but sadly i can't for tomorrow or or in yeah. fact tuesday but what i will say is um i really really hope you beat spurs handsomely uh, yeah. in your last match of the season because if you do that and we beat you and then we beat Villa uh, that means that you will still be in the top four because Liverpool won't catch you if you've got a good goal difference I worked it all out on paper mate yeah, kid, kid knows. I do kid yeah. 70 yeah. points for us 69 yeah. points for Leicester 69 points for Liverpool so as long as you... this is only with advice because you initially said 69 <laughs> but yeah you know. clearly I had 69 on the brain I can't think why <laughs> yeah, but... I don't think why but yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. on, what's the score going to be on Tuesday then Jim? I know it's it's it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? That we, we've got to do this and then go again on on Tuesday. My ideal scenario is to, is to, play, is to play out a draw on Tuesday and then and then we both win final day and, and we're both in. Um, but I mean, yeah, what a game that is on on Tuesday! I can't even think about it, Jonathan. I can't even think about it. I've not even been managed to kind of get my head around the fact that win, lose, or draw tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna have to do it all again on on Tuesday, and the game is absolutely huge, isn't it? The reality is the winner of that one on Tuesday is going to be in the Champions League, isn't it? A number of times, one side wins the cup match, and the other side then wins the league game, and they also mm. have the revenge of the having lost the cup final. Yeah, but it could be yeah. that either side, any scenario, somebody wins both of them. Yeah. Mm. That's no no good to us. Draws no good to us. No, uh, it isn't. Jk, we got to win them both. Yeah. But you, you can lose to us and beat Spurs and still finish in the top four, mate. Yeah, yeah. As You've long got, as your goal difference is decent, all right? Yeah, of course. But yeah, I just nobody wants to leave it to the last game of the season no, no. to do that. But no, f- nobody, nobody wants that to happen. Four or five nil against Spurs, I would welcome that. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jakey, whatever happens, enjoy tomorrow, mate. And let's hope we catch up with you again sometime soon. Uh, but really lovely to have you on. You take care. Thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, same to all you guys. As I said, can't really wish you luck, but um, fingers crossed. Um, we both end up in the top four this season and we're going to be friends still next season, we, right? We will indeed. And we win the Champions League, of course. Yes, of indeed, course. Indeed, indeed. Well, that's another alternative, you see. We can we can not get in the top four, win the Champions League and deny Liverpool a place, which, of course, would be Nirvana for many of us. <laughs> His little face, brilliant. Jake, great to see you, mate. We'll see you again soon. You take care. Yeah, you too, chaps. Goodbye. Well done. Brilliant. There you go. Jake Watson from... Uh, from TalkSport, amongst many other things, and an old mate of ours, as I was saying. So there we go. We will be back in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast of me, Stamford Chidge, uh, on the, uh, the old Friday night preview show. And uh, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be on the show, Chidge. Thank you. And the ever so lovely Dean Mears. Now, uh, we've heard from Jake Watson, uh, who's a big Leicester fan, as we know. It's now our turn to uh, to talk about the FA Cup final tomorrow. I mean, I'll get into what we all think about the cup final in a minute. In fact, you know what? I'll, I'm going to do it right now. I can, we can wait till team selections and all that in a minute. But I mean, I have to say, JK, uh, you know, and and I'll, I'll ask the same to Dean in a minute. But I, I am I'm really excited. I mean, 
you know, we were saying saying to Jake off air. Actually, it's a bit gutting that I'm not there and that I wasn't there last year. And and you know, the the days you know, I'm terrible at remembering football matches. Period. As we all laugh at me and know, but I I always remember the finals. I they they can't be etched from my memory. They're always the most the greatest days in my my Chelsea life to pitch up to Wembley and 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 and. Uh, and win cups and stuff, even when we've lost. I mean, uh, you know, the 2002 Cup final to Arsenal, we lost that, but I had a one of the fun, the most fun days I've ever had watching football, you know. Just the whole thing about it, it's so exciting. And, it, and the FA Cup, for me, in a, on an emotional level, I would say is, is, is the most important trophy on an emotional level. The Champions League or the European Cup is the most on every other level. But the, the FA Cup, I, it's just so special. Everything it means, all that history, your history with it, you know, with the Blue Day song and all of that. It's massive, isn't it, mate? And I'm so excited. Um, yes, excited, but I'm all, I always go along in the depths of despair with uh, the possibility of losing it. I mean, losing, losing to Arsenal last year, even on telly, was just appalling. Losing to them in the flesh under Conte was was uh, the, the, the memory of... Uh, of a, a, a hooray Henry ginger haired Arsenal fan very near because where I was sitting, we were quite near the opposition, just constantly laughing at me was something that I'll never forget. It's yeah. nightmarish. Should, should whole... have given him a slap, mate. Well, I, yeah, I'd love to have done, but you know, he was. Should have got Sopwith to give him a slap. He was Is that what he's for? Yes, he's there with his with his slapping stick. Yes. Um, uh, no, it, it was. Uh, it, we were too far away. Um, he had a very loud voice. Um, but uh, no, I, I find the the um, the jeopardy of going to these matches um, very worrying and very uh, psychologically damaging. So yes, but there are occasions when I'm I'm um, if we're not competing, then I can wash it out of my mind that we're not there. And yet, you want to be at all these finals because that's proof that your team is performing at the highest level. Had we not had Wednesday. I would have been completely convinced we were on such a roll that we'd be, as I've said on the show, we'll beat every single team that we play against. We're that good. But the very fact we can have a low like that, now I'm now going along with that, that scintilla of doubt mm. that will just will fester until we, uh, we score the first goal. I mean, it's a terrible thing to say, but the first four minutes of the game against Arsenal, we were so under-energised, you could almost tell what was going to happen. And please, let's not have that again. I don't think I can yeah. bear it. I, I mean, talk, talking of Arsenal and, 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 and Cup finals, mate, that 2002 one I went to, well, I, I only got a ticket, a couple of tickets at the last minute. I had to buy or sponsor a barrel of beer for some bloke who was the chairman of a of a kind of a non-league team, because you know the FA family all get... story, yeah. yeah. So Martin and I ended up. Doctor Martin and I went went to the. We did go to the ball, and uh, because they were FA tickets, we were kind of in a in a rather not. I mean, like a mixed zone. We were on the halfway line, but it was it was it was clearly full of Chelsea supporters and Arsenal supporters who'd, who'd bought tickets from through nefarious routes. So we were we were with a load of Arsenal fans and Martin and I la I mean we were very 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 drunk obviously because we'd gone up with Phil and the boys and all of that and we 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 actually we, we were there so early we had to convince the, the the landlord of this pub we found in Cardiff Bay to open up for us about an hour or two before it was supposed to open. So we'd been on the beer all day. 
and we were sitting there with all these Arsenal fans, and they honestly, Martin and I laughed our heads off until um, Parler scored, because up until that point, I have never ever witnessed or been amongst fans who moan at their own team as much in my life. If you ever want to know. Uh, if it's true that Arsenal fans are wankers, I can verify this as utterly. <laughs> they sat there and moaned and moaned and moaned and whinged and whinged and whinged. And then bloody Parler scored and it all changed. And it was just such a shame because if ever a team deserved to lose, it was Arsenal just for their awful moany fans. And that so was they, the match that Hasselbank played and was injured, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, JT was as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it was just one of those awful, just, you know, <laughs> you know, it was, and we wanted it so badly as well. Well, dear old Claudio, you know, and it was you. I mean, the interesting thing actually, you, you, you could tell that we, we suddenly, you know, had a team again. You know, that was really important that 2002 year getting to that final because we had a team again, you know, because we, we had felt, uh, you know, that you know, because we hadn't been able to spend, spend a lot of money, you know, the club wasn't in a good state even then. And you just kind of, you, we needed that. And it was like, it was like, oh, maybe something's going to happen. We've got JT coming through, we've got Lamps coming through. And Lamps kind of came of age, actually, in that match because he, he, he took Vieira out of the game. He totally took him out of the game. Vieira, Vieira had no impact on that game. So I they had two two lucky goals and they won. Huh? Completely expunged it from my memory. No, didn't, I'm, I'm telling you. Lingard scored the second. Yeah, not, uh, no, not uh, yeah. Freddie Lundberg, Lundberg, sorry, Lundberg. Arsenal yeah. basically two, you know, ridiculously worldy goals, and that was it. But I mean, as I said, Lamps Lamps took Vieira out of the game that day. That was the first kind of glimmer in my book that oh hello hello we've got a player here. JT was on one leg, so that was tough. I think Lasso went off injured early as well, didn't he? And he was one of our best players at the time. Anyway, we could wander down Nostalgia Avenue quite happily, but we're not going to because we need, we're here to talk about this cup. Dino, I mean, you know, you, you, you're obviously a bit younger than me and JK. I mean, does, does the FA Cup still have the same kind of emotional resonance for you as it does for me and JK? Yeah, I think for me and supporters of my age, you know, it's still a competition. You know, when I was a kid, I was writing stories about you know playing for Chelsea and winning the FA Cup. You know there was no ever no thoughts of European football or you know no idea what that was really. You know the FA Cup was the competition. It still means you know a great deal to me and I'm sure to many others of my age. Probably those are a few years younger, you know that sort of would have been living as children through you know Abramovich and then you know European nights. It is all about the Champions League and, and top four. But for me, there's nothing better than you go a trip to Wembley in, in May in the sunshine. Yeah. yeah, the whole day out, the whole experience is different than you know any other football match you go to. Yeah. And of course, winning, winning trophies is the be all and end all of, of football, really. Well, that's absolutely right. And I mean, you're right. It's the whole ritual. And that's what I shall miss most tomorrow. I mean, normally I, I would be, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm now down in Winchester, but I'd have got the train up early. I'd have met Phil and everybody. In a, in a, in a, we we found this brilliant hotel actually in Paddington, which serves a very mean, full English breakfast. So we would have all settled into that, you know, me, Pablo, Phil, few Dan Silver, maybe a few others, and then we'd head off down to the Victoria Pub in Paddington for opening. And then people just the, the the you know people that you might not see for the entire season because they go to different pubs, they sit in different parts of the ground. But you, I know I have a picture in my head of all the people that I see every. Wembley appearance in that pub before a match and it's usually sunny and we'd be sitting outside and more people would turn up and then these days people from abroad turn up that you don't expect to be there that you know because they listen to the fan cast 
and then you all head up, pissed, obviously, to Wembley, and it's just, you cannot beat it, apart from if you lose, when you just get the hell out of there as quickly as you can, moan, <laughs> sulk. I mean, I, the last time, actually, when we when we lost to Arsenal, me, Phil and Pablo, and it might have been Stu, I can't remember. Stu, in fact, JK, who was the one that said it was Chidgy's fault uh, on on yeah. Twitter. That's Stu Norman. Yes. The original. How, how can you have made such a mistake? Well, because he knows I'm a grumpy old git. But uh, me, Phil and Stu and Pablo, I think we went back to the Duke of Wellington in Waterloo because we just didn't want to do anything. We said, well, let's go back there. We've all got to go home. We'll have one pint and then fuck off. And that was it. We were so pissed off. But anyway, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's definitely not going to happen tomorrow. But there is a worry for me, JK. There is a worry, I have to say, because Tuchel seems determined to start Kepper in goal. Uh, and I have to be honest, I am worried about it. Should I be? Yes. Why? Because, as we've said, he seems to attract um, ill fortune. He's 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 he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's crossed paths with a black cat, hasn't he? He has. He has. Yeah. He's, he's he's met uh, Blind Pew, hasn't he? He's <gasps> given him black death. Even him a black spot, isn't he? Black he's, spot, actually. You're right. Black, not black yeah, death. Black yeah. death something entirely but different entirely book. Different. Very yeah, different yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Similar to COVID, black death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, no. Apart from you got black death off rats, mate. That's true. That's true. Maybe no, you caught it off Courtois. I don't apparently know. Apparently, that wasn't true. We need to look it up. It's not. Really? It's not off rats. That was a mistake. What did yeah. they get it from then? Uh, something else. Some some other way of getting it. I was reading up on it. I've forgotten the essential part being what you actually got it from. But it's not rats. Poor old rats. Rats uh, flea. I think it was fleas on rats, wasn't it? Originally, it was supposed yeah, to be yeah. for some other reason. Anyway, um, um, yeah, we, medieval that. history. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get that in somewhere. Yeah, I'll make sure next time I'm on the show that I'm on Monday. I'll come up with that. Yeah, very remiss of you, Jake. Treaty. I have to say, yeah. come on. I do. I do apologise. I'm not as informed as I ought to be, but I did read up on it. Um, and I forgot what we were talking about. What were we Kepa, mate. Oh yeah, Kepa. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yes, I hope. I hope that he nothing happens. It's a sort of well. Um, I think he won't be tested if Rudiger plays and uh, and the defence is as tight fisted as it normally is, which I think it will be. And I don't think we'll have a problem. And I think we'll win easily. But because um, I think, as Jake was saying, I think they'll be phased by the occasion. Um, and I don't think we can possibly play as badly as we did in the week. Um, uh, and if we we need to play at the same level as we played against Real Madrid and Porto and. Uh, and Atletico, and we have that potential, and I think we'll do that. So, I, I actually see see us coming away with an easy win. Okay, well, we'll we'll park that thought just for now. But I'm loving the optimism so far. I mean, the thing about it is, Dino, you know, what worries me as well is that Tuchel's making a bit of a rod for his own back here. You know, I mean, we all know that that Kepper is not as good as Mendy, and he even said in the presser today that Mendy is his number one. This is an FA Cup final. Play your best side to win that trophy. Your best side has Mendy in goal. So why would you play Kepa? And if Kepa does make a Horlicks and we do lose as a result, Tuchel has made one monumental flaming error. And I cannot understand this about a manager who has otherwise been absolutely faultless. Yeah, I suppose. But, you know, Mendy was still the number one goalkeeper against in the semi-final, in the quarter-final, in the fifth round, and Kepa still played. Um, you know, if you go to ChelseaFanCast.com, you can read, you know, my piece yesterday about Kepa. Um, for me, he absolutely has to start because it would, it would totally, you know, kill, kill everything about his Chelsea career. That, Tough shit. But he was done a very good job of, of building him back up. And, you know, he's not in, 
it behind the defence that that leaks. Mate, this, this isn't this isn't school football, Dean. This is the FA Cup final. Yeah, and, he, and he, he's got us there. Well, that's a, that's you see, that is an interesting point because that's hard to to disagree with, but it's also hard to agree with because there are ten other players playing on the pitch who also got us there. But I do take your point. I mean, that's the thing, you know. Tomorrow night, uh, at this time of night, tomorrow, hopefully we've stuffed Leicester outside, won an FA Cup. We're not, none of us are going to be talking about him making a rick about picking Kepper, are we? But the, the jeopardy still exists. He picks Kepper, not his number one keeper. Kepper makes a howler as only Kepper can. And it's a very different story. And that's my worry. Yeah, that's, yeah I know there are you know, reasons why we, you know, people have worries about Kepper, given you know, he's, he's more especially under Lampard and, you know, what caused us to, to sign Mendy and put him in. But, you know, I, I don't think he's, he's made a mistake under, under Tuchel. You know, he's when called upon, he's done everything he needed to do. Um, I felt he was unfairly judged by some over what happened against Arsenal. You know, the blame should be with Jorginho, um, plain and simple. You know, it's a what if, you know. What if he has the game of his life and, and saves, saves a penalty and wins us the cup, you know? And, and the reality yeah. is any any one of those 11 players can make an absolute horlix and cost us the cup. I mean, it's not a black and white argument. I, I, I really genuinely accept that, and you know, but I... I and I have I, a save to make, Chidge, if no. the defence is, is as usually no, exactly. is. Exactly. And, you know, moments, is it normally? He, he got us to the, uh, the uh, Europa Cup final a few years ago with his great heroics and the penalty. Um... It's it's just I mean if there's one thing that 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 seals it for me, it's it's the fact that I'm sorry you just you pick your best team you pick your best team for a final and the reality is is that Mendy even by Tuchel's own admission is his number one keeper and and I and I just don't see why you would you would you know football is not about altruism it's not charity mate it's professional elite sport a lot rides on this. So I just can't understand why you would 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 not do that. But there you go. Listen, he said let... in the presser, didn't he, that it was just uh, he was the FA Cup goalkeeper. That was it. Oh, he said little... that. Yeah, but I think that's disrespectful. These fucking foreign managers are full of this shit. You know, FA Cup goalkeepers. It's like me saying, well, you know, um, Marco can only come on uh, to talk about FA Cup matches that we cover on the Chelsea Fancast because he's my FA Cup podcaster. That's what a good a, idea. What a load of arse gravy. Get to yeah. fuck. Anyway, let's talk about uh, other things before I, I, I... I'm still grumpy. Maybe that's a result of my COVID jab. It's making me grumpy. Do, do you think? Maybe I'm the Incredible Hulk. Maybe it'll make me really angry or something. I don't you know. you bursting out of your poor Cannaville t-shirt any second now. Do you like my Cannas t-shirt? Isn't green. it a thing of beauty? I wore this in... Ba- right, I've got to share this with you because I had my jab in Basingstoke of all places today. Can you believe the address of where I went to? West Ham Close. I kid oh. you not. I How did keep, you manage? How did you cope with that? I, I, I puffed my chest out with my Chelsea yeah. shirt on. Yeah. But I've always known that there's a lot of West Ham fans in... Actually, I'm, I must tell you this because this is this is an, an insane tangent, which I know you, this is so... No other show can do this. Right, when I was a kid, right, I, I knew, I've always known that West Ham was a... Or Basingstoke was a hotbed of West Ham fans. Why do I know this? Well, historically, Basingstoke was a new town built after the Second World War. And it was built predominantly or built up to rehouse uh, a lot of East Enders who had had their houses bombed in the Second World War. Hence, mm. hence a lot of West Ham fans. The other reason I know this is that uh, in this time, which would have been kind of late 70s, early 80s, my mother was a probation officer. 
and of course most of her clients were in Basingstoke and of course they were all West, West Ham, Ham fans. All Hammers, all, all yeah. Irons. I'm not saying that all West Ham fans are criminals, but anyway, I was going to, yeah, I was very grumpy in the Discord group. I'm not going to be grumpy tonight, that's for sure. Uh, okay, in terms of who might be starting or, or whatever, I think we can safely assume, even though uh, Tuchel has intimated that everybody's fit, that, that Christensen won't play because I can't see that he's ready. Apparently Kovacic is ready. It'll be interesting to see whether he plays. Um, and we know that Kante is carrying an injury, although Conte says he is fit. So it's kind of a an interesting dilemma. I mean, I, 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 should I tell you who I've gone for team-wise? Go on then. Um, and this is based on what I want, not what I think he will pick. Hence, I've picked Mendy, knowing full well he'll pick Kepper. But Rudiger, Silva, Aspie... Chilwell, Jorginho, Kante, James, Werner, Havertz, Mount. And lo and behold, that's pretty much the same team that we played against uh, Real Madrid, apart from uh, Mendy. Because I actually think that's our best team at the moment, I have to say. Well, it's interesting how um, we clearly missed Wenger enormously. Wenger? Wenger? Wenger, what? Werner? God's <laughs> The Arsenal on the bloody brain because of all these these three losses. Mate, your ass is on your brain. Your ass is on your brain. It is, it is. We clearly missed Werner, um, who was... um, But I don't think he would have been effective against a 10-man defence, mate. Well, I I just think that his pace is just... it, 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 um, uh, it, it's it's difficult to deal with, isn't it? I don't know, bloody hell! What can you say about? I want to hark back to Wednesday every time, but um, I think yes, he's he's very much part. Um, what did you choose Havertz in the in the three up front? You did, and what and with um, Mount, with Pulisic, Mount, Mount, no, Werner no, Mount, Werner Havertz Mount. Pulisic comes on as the uh, impact as the impact uh, sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. are you playing? Um, uh, James on the wing, or is it Aspilicueta with uh, no, with a, uh, James? With, James is uh, James is uh, right wing back. Aspie is right back. back. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and what? There's no Christensen, obviously, because he's still injured. Isn't that right? Uh, no, Christensen for me, even if he's apparently fit, I don't, I don't, wouldn't, wouldn't risk him in this if he's, if he he's. Christensen, he didn't mention. He said they were all fit, though. Didn't well, he, he said they were all fit, but I'm not buying it. I mean, you know, I'm not buying it. Um, I think Silva is more than capable of doing a big job there. Of course, the only worry... I mean, you, you, we, it's interesting, isn't it, uh, Dino? Because we say, oh, well, the only worry about Silva is that, you know, he's 36, he hasn't got you know a lot of pace, and Vardy will skin him for pace. But actually, the thing about Silva, he's got two yards in his head. Yeah, that was you know, the big takeaway I took when I went to the Chelsea-Leeds game back in November. Um, you sort of watch him read the game as he's playing it, because obviously you get to see more of the pitch when you're at the ground. Uh, you know, he's reading two steps ahead of him. So, you know, he's lost a yard of pace, but his brain gives him two yards. So, you know, he'll know where to be, you know, when to be there um, at the right time. And, you know, we've seen that. And, you know, JK will see that as well uh, tomorrow. You know, the pace of, of Vardy won't affect him because he can read the game so well. The concern about his pace, I think we've got, we've got Jeff James is playing. He's so quick anyway, isn't he, James? I think James will deal with Vardy as well. Yeah, the concern for me is if they isolate Vardy against Aspilicueta. On, on that right hand side, like uh, Arsenal did with, um, with Bowingham. Well, I, I don't think he has much choice because if you remember recently, we've the, the three at the back that we've had recently in some of these big games has basically been Rudiger, Silva, and Christensen. Christensen quite often playing in in, in the right, and Aspie's been playing further up, hasn't he? But I don't think that's an option. If, if I don't, I don't, I we you know we Tuchel always throws a. Uh, an outlier in there, but I, I just think I, I wouldn't risk Christensen, you know, 
you know, you can't. You, it goes back to what I was saying about playing your best team, and we've seen this happen, haven't we? So, I mean, funny enough, we were talking about it about two thousand and two. JT was risked, even though he was carrying an injury. Uh, Hasselbank was carrying an injury. You cannot play players in a final when they're unless they're a hundred percent fit. And, and as I said, weirdly, we see it through history so many times when a player makes the starting eleven when they're really actually not really fit. They end up either giving away something or or, or getting getting taken off because they, they they end up injured. Lasso was a good example, I think, as well in that two thousand and two final. So you know, on that basis, you play who is fit. And apparently Rodiger didn't play against Arsenal because he's in what, what Tuchel calls the red zone. So, you know, he, he needed a rest. So hopefully he's had a big enough rest. Hopefully Silver has been able to recover. Um, mind you, they didn't actually have much to do the defence against Arsenal, if the truth would be told. So I don't think he would have been exerted by that. Uh, I hope Kante is fit enough. Um, you know, he's one player I probably would risk if he was a bit injured because he's, he's so important to us. And as I said, I think the rest really pick themselves. But it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, there are some lovely omens, gentlemen. You like a few omens, don't you? No. You don't like omens? No. What, what, what if they're good omens? I don't like omens at all because omens then just sort of get easily unomened. That you're 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 sounding like me on this. Oh, we're probably going to lose this because we've been on a run. Oh a big no, run no, before, no, no! I just I, I'm happy to say I said we're going to win. I just said we'll win easily. All right, but no, all right. I just don't want an omen. I know it's like Spurs have got omens. Always you just don't a, like the film. A, a, year, a year with a one at the end of it. Of course what, they fight. What have you got? Fight. What have you got against Sam Neill? He's a fine actor. Clever, very clever. I too. know, I know. How about uh, omen two? Omen two, omen one, omen one, one, omen two, two. omen one, Mikel, <laughs> Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look, um, we've never lost. By the a... way, by the way, um, Fleas uh, did yes, bring the black death, no, but no. it was it was considered to be viral as well. There's oh, the other option. Viral. That's what I remember. Yeah, it's like a virus. It's very like um, COVID. very like COVID. Yeah. Um, we've never lost to Leicester in an FA Cup match. We've played them uh, more times than any other team other than Hull. Uh, obviously, the last two times we played Leicester in the Cup, we've gone on to win the trophy. Uh, so t- 2020, I think we beat them in the semi, didn't we? Uh, we won 1-0. Uh, and uh, in 2018, uh, we won uh, after extra time. Pedro scored the winner, as I recall. But more interestingly, uh, we walloped though They were second division side at the time. But in 2012... We beat them on the way to winning the cup, and then of course we won the Champions League. So, you know, we got a pretty good track record against Leicester. I thought it was really interesting what what Jakey was saying. I mean, they are a decent team, Dean. They cannot be sniffed at. And I think the reality is, like I was saying, I I I, I never buy any kind of pre FA Cup final talk of favourites because I think it really is a two horse race, and it's quite often who turns up on the day, who who gets a bit of luck. I mean, like last last season, Arsenal. We're a load of shit, and we should have we should have walked that. But I think they got a bit lucky, frankly. You know the injuries we got, the red card, that kind of thing. These are the kind of things that happen in finals. So, frankly, for me, it's always fifty fifty before you go into it. Yeah, we've seen like in not too distant you know memory, you know Portsmouth and Wigan, you know lifting the cup against you know much bigger opposition. Uh, you know Leicester are a very good team, and they're above us in the league. They've been performing better than us over the course of you know the thirty six games that we played. Uh, and they shouldn't be taken lightly. You know, I hope that, you know, the Brendan Rodgers um, bottle job curse sort of continues with them and, and they can fall off in this game. But, you know, I remember the 2017 final when we lost to Arsenal. You know, before the game, 
feel you could feel the crowd before the game that they were so confident they were going to win. We just needed to, to walk up and lift the trophy, and you know you can sense it as a supporter before the game, and you know I hope that the JK doesn't feel that when he um, arrives at Wembley. Uh, maybe you can let us know on, on WhatsApp you know, what the atmosphere is like, but. Oh, yeah, I'll make sure I'm sending stuff. I'm happy to do that. But, uh, Dean, you make an excellent point there because I, I remember that well uh, against Arsenal and, you know, I was absolutely convinced we were going to do the double. Conte was on a roll. The garden, everything in the garden was well rosy. And I think in, in that respect, that's one. What I, I, it's arguably one of the most disappointing feelings I've had after a match. That's the, that's the year that me, Pablo, Big Phil and Stu ended up in the Duke of Wellington in Waterloo very, very pissed off. Because we were just absolutely gutted because we were, we thought we we're going to win another double. But uh, I, I'll be honest with you, this te- this time round, I, I am not feeling you know overwhelmed with confidence here. I think I think this is a fifty fifty. It's nip and tuck. It could go either way. You know, I, I certainly J.K. don't think there's going to be you know loads of goals in this. Um, we don't we don't we don't let many in and we don't score many either. So I don't think there'll be uh, you know I don't think it's going to be a wonderfully entertaining free flowing multi-gold final what I would ask though JK and here's the thing two questions really one is you know our our track record in FA Cup final I mean this is the 15th final we've been in uh the 25th time we've been at the new Wembley uh we've won a, a, a we've been in a, a a cup final not not necessarily an FA Cup final but every year in the last five seasons we've been on a cup final um we know how to win these games we know what it's like we we, we we're very experienced at this level and Leicester are not so I wonder if that will make a difference but I also wonder what the difference of having 20,000 fans in a stadium is going to be as well it'll be the first time Tuchel has experienced that he'll certainly get a lot of love won't he and um, it'll be the first time it'll be the the second time and third time for some of the players who played under Frank when we were back at the bridge Um, uh, and for some of those who played against uh, um, who did we lose against away? Uh, and they were very influential, the crowd, uh, early on in the season. Um, Everton. Everton, well done, well remembered, absolutely. Oh, and Everton influenced John Moss by every single time a player went over, um, crying foul when it was mostly Richarlison. Handball! Yeah, and all that Richarlison hurling himself to the ground. Yeah. He gave a wonderful... Wonderful foul moss, I'll never forget, which was, uh, um, well, I probably hope I forget, where Richarlison threw himself at whoever it was, hit him from the back with his his head, hit the player in slow motion. He then fell over and lay on the ground and he got the free kick and he'd done nothing but hurl himself against the Chelsea player. It was that kind of game. And um, I'm, I hope that doesn't happen again tomorrow. Bloody hell. But who's the ref, by the way? Do you know what? I didn't look. Do you know Dino? Uh, no, I'm not sure. Uh, somebody have a have a look and tell us. Um, uh, Ol- uh, isn't it uh, Oliver? Is it? That would be nice. Yeah, I, I, he he seems to be as normal as uh, as you can possibly hope for on a referee. I think it Whereas, might be. Um, at least it's not Taylor. My God, I hope that never happens again. It can't. He can't do a third, can he? Yeah. For any excuse. Michael Oliver is the. It one. is Michael Oliver. He is Oliver. Yes, Crikey, well, I, I don't know where I pulled well, that out of. But um, so Dino, well, what do you reckon? I mean, experience counts in finals sometimes. I think. I think the real difference might be the fact that there are twenty thousand fans inside the stadium. You know, uh, of course, the trouble is only only six thousand two hundred and fifty of them will be Chelsea fans. Yeah, uh, but we could we can shout for four four thousand more. Yeah, least. but I, I'm thinking it, it. There are there are basically twelve thousand, just over twelve thousand 
partisan fans in there uh and you know nearly 10,000 non-partisan fans and i think i wonder what that will do for the atmosphere i wonder what 20,000 fans inside somewhere as big as when i mean god almighty when it's full it's hard enough to to create an atmosphere in there because the acoustics are so poor it's going to be really weird but i do wonder if it will make a difference dean I don't think it will. I think because both teams have the same sort of number of fans, you know, sort of have the same sort of balance and effect. I think it'll have a much bigger impact on the top four when your know, teams play in front of home crowds. That could play in our favour, couldn't it? A lot actually on Tuesday. It's a good point. Yeah, I think they'll. I'll be interested to hear what chant Tuchel gets. He's the trainer and he's number one. Funnily enough, no, Chidge. Oh think no, that... get it going, man! It's genius it's song. Be... I will. I'll, I'll do it. Give me the lyric. I'm happy to I do to it. it out I'll, for, I'll, I'll send you the call, recording. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because I think it's going to be something like, Tommy Tuchel. Oh, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, 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 Tuchel. Already. Tuchel. It'll be Tuchel. Yeah. Tommy Tuchel. It'll be, yeah. Tommy Tuchel. People will go Tuchel or Tuchel or whatever because people don't quite know how to say it. Up the Tuchels. Remaking the Tommy Baldwin song, I think it's the best choice for Tuchel. His name is Tommy Tuchel. He's the leader of the team. What team? What team? The finest football team that the world has ever seen. We. I used to listen to that. What? Even when I was in the shed, I used to listen to that. Not know what it was. That. I used to go, oh, it's that song. I don't know what it is. I don't know which one it is. You, you... It went on and on and on. People would keep it going and keep it going and keep as it you going. Know, I, I have a rather large lung capacity. Oh, and as a, as a consequence, you know when you, you probably probably don't know this, JK, but I would never presume. But uh, in the good old days when we'd be in the pub and, uh, you know, whoever, whoever it is, give us a song. Whoever it is, give us a song. And you'd have to stand on the table. And sing sing a song. My chosen song would always be the Tommy Baldwin song. Brilliant! I just love that song. Well, the advantage is that you could just keep going. When it was kind of serendipitous that it would be my favourite song because I can. I'm. I'm very few people can keep the going on as long as I can. But there you go. Anyway, we, as always, we digress. Dino, how's it going to work? How's it going to go tomorrow? And what do you reckon the score is going to be? Uh, it's going to be a very close game, low scoring. Maybe nil nil, or then an extra time win for oh, Chelsea. No, really. <laughs> I don't want to say penalties, but it will be close. No, well, you don't want to say penalties like Chris Waddle does either. But both ways, I get it, mate. I really hope not, Dino, because I mean, this is the trouble. You know, I could probably deal with that better if I was there and I'd had a few beers and I was with people I love. I'm going to be sitting in my living room. Uh, Sarah will probably disappear. I might try and persuade her to to watch it with me tomorrow, though I have a suspicion she might be rather annoying, so maybe I just won't say anything. But I don't like watching football on TV, and when it's this big, it's just unbearable. And and the longer it goes on being unbearable, the more unbearable it is. So I hope not, but I have a feeling you might be right. JK, what about you, mate? Uh, I think we're going to win easily. (laughs) Oh, no, don't say that! No, (laughs) don't say that! Please don't say that. We'll have Soon Simon not. on Twitter going potty, mate. Don't do it. No, I know. He'll say, it's that jinx. It's that jinx Jonathan Kidd again. Yeah, Jonathan Kidd again. He's jinxed it. I'll tell you what. If he, if he's... Man that said it. <laughs> what? 
It was the old man that said it. Yeah. If 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 he does, if I tell you, if you if you say that and it comes true, it'll be me on Twitter telling you to go and fuck yourself, mate. That's for sure. <laughs> two nil. I haven't said anything. Two nil. Two nil to the yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Two nil to the two Chelsea. Yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, okay. I mean, I, you know, look. I, to be really honest, and trying to be slightly objective here, which is not easy, as we all know. We play at our best, we are a better team than Leicester. Um, if we don't get mugged off by bad luck, like uh, injuries like last year, or bad VAR decisions, or, yeah, or, or somebody sent off. Yeah, a sending off like last year. You know, yeah. I, I, I back us to beat Leicester. I mean, I, I hear what Jake said. They are a good side. I think, you know, uh, you know, you laid those two t- teams out on paper. We are a better side. And I think we've got much more depth on the bench. And I think that could be important. Yes, so, I disagree with him saying that you couldn't tell any difference between the two sides. Yeah, but Jakey's biased, isn't he? He's got to say that, really, isn't he? But I don't agree with him. But then maybe we're biased, you know, who knows? But I think we are we are on paper, if we turn up, play to our potential, and we get, you know, the rub of the green, which you need in a cup final, then we will win it. But I do think it'll be tight because, you know, same old same old mantra, really. We don't let many goals in, and we, but we don't really score many. So if we do win... It'll be one nil, two nil, two one, something like that. So I how do how do I think one nil. One nil is such a wonderful classic FA Cup final. In fact I should have done my homework and, and worked out how many times we've won one nil in F then we could do it now. We could do it now. And then if we get it wrong, people can coat us off on Mixer. Let's work backwards, shall we? And City beat Leicester one nil in the nineteen sixty nine yeah. Cup. Well, I'm talking about us. So Man United. Okay. Man United Right, that's the last time we won one nil, isn't it? Eden Hazard, that's one nil. Portsmouth, we beat Portsmouth one nil. Everton, we beat two nil, didn't we? Yes. Uh, no, 2-1. 2-1. 2-1, two, two, that's right, because Sahar... Uh, they, not, they scored in the first minute. Not Sahar, the other one. It always used to score. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, you're right, that was 2-1. So that's two so far. 2,000? Was that one nil? Everton, one nil. Now that no, that's two. Yeah, sorry, sorry. At Villa, one nil. Villa. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, uh, ninety when Drogba scored, yeah. one nil. Yeah. yeah, so it's a, it. I think that's a classic Chelsea FA Cup final score. So I am going for one nil to the Chelsea. But so. will it be an early one nil with lots of oh, shooting? Just to piss me off, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to get really pissed tomorrow and watch one, it. I think it's one the only way. Score- We'll score in the first five minutes and just keep oh, it going, God. and then yeah, yeah, hang on and oh, hang on. Oh, God. Yeah. I just can't bear. It. I, I am, I am just gonna. I've got a whole bloody fridge right next to me full of beer. I'm gonna finish it tomorrow, and I just, I'm gonna anaesthetise myself. I think it's the only way to do it because I'm finding this all rather unbearable having to watch this on the telly. So there you go. All right, um, we need to wrap up. Really, uh, I have to say it's been a lot of fun tonight. I've really enjoyed. It's cheered me up actually. Cheered me up. I've been double jabbed today. Had to go to West Ham close. Wasn't looking good, but I'm feeling fine. I'm going to have a crash later, aren't I, JK, you reckon? You haven't become a West Ham fan, have you, by doing They that. infected me with a West Ham virus, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. that's what worries me. You I need to I'm... make a sign, Chidge, for um, not close enough and put it underneath. Right. Well, I could end up like Alf Garnet, which I suppose might be a bit worse. Some would say I already have, but uh, it's not true. Right, we are going to wrap up. It's been brilliant seeing these boys. Always, always is. Uh, JK and myself will be back on Monday uh, for the Monday Chelsea Fancast, and we will be joined by Tony Glover 
and Martin Wickham. Now, Tony, like me, will be watching in a padded cell, I suspect, tomorrow in deepest Hampshire. Martin, we know, is there and is very excited to be there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to get our, their different perspectives on the FA Cup final. And, of course, we'll be looking forward to Tuesday night's huge Premier League match against Leicester as well. Um, Dino, uh, quick shout-out, really, for you, because we love you, and also for your brilliant uh, Went to Mo Kings Meadow podcast. Uh, you've got a very big Sunday too, haven't you, of course? Well, ha- as we all have, to be fair, but you know what I mean. Yeah, just a small matter of the Champions League final on, on Sunday evening. Uh, it's an 8 o'clock kickoff. It's on BT Sport, which is free to air for the game. Uh, Chelsea are streaming it on Facebook and YouTube and everything. Um, so, yeah, no excuses not to watch and support the women, hopefully getting their first trophy, mm. a European trophy. And congratulations to Fran Kirby for winning the Football Writers uh, Association's award for best uh, woman player. Weirdly, as I was saying to you on, on Discord earlier on, I, I don't remember getting asked to vote for that, which is odd, because I'm a member of the FWA, and I can I can tell you all that I've, I voted for Mason Mount in the FWA Player of the Year. So it's really odd that I didn't get a vote for the women's. I can't understand why, but well done, Fran. I voted for her on the Chelsea website one this week, so, so there you go. What do you think of that? Yeah, she's been you know far and away the best Chelsea player this year, and you know should win the Ballon d'Or as well as best player in the world. I hope um, so. Phenomenal. Yeah, she's brilliant as they all are. An amazing team. Uh, J.K., my dear old thing. Uh, absolute delight to see you as always. Thank you so much. Lovely to be on the show with Dean and Jake. Thank you. Really mm. enjoyed enjoyed it. Enjoy yourself tomorrow at Wembley. I'll try not to be pessimistic. I'm not though. I'm positive. We're going to win. Yeah, uh, I will. I will. It'll be. Um, it, I think the whole thing will be intriguing. Just watching football again, but also with so few people, and um, <laughs> I'm not even sure what will be happening when I'm getting there. I know whether, whether they're running the same trains or everything. So let's um, <laughs> let's work that out. I'm not sure whether to get there very early. How long is it going to take to get in? Given that we've got to show all our um, our uh, COVID test successes are the fact that we're not negative and uh whether that means they're going to keep pe- keep people occupied you've got to take an identity card as well or whether that gets you through pretty quickly i suppose with the small number of people going it means it's not going to actually take you long to get in but um oh they'll, they'll they'll find a way mate don't you worry whether they'll be the same frisking what would they whether whether they yeah. still be be looking into every orifice as to whether you brought something you're not supposed to have brought in with you um but yeah so uh it'll be an ex- certainly be an experience mm. going to the yeah. Don't forget a bag no bigger than an A4 piece of paper. Well, I won't be taking the bag. Yeah, no, even yeah, smaller than that, isn't it? It's a post-it note size bag. No, it's, it's an A4, I think. But I know you. You'll be there. Steel toe caps, Harrington jacket, no, no colours, small badge, lump Shaven of celery, shaven head, shaven yeah. head. Yeah, absolutely. Full, yeah. full nine yards. Celery Flat. hidden hidden in my orifices to take out. And, no, I thought uh, down the front of your pants, throat. mate. Come on, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. And Confuse anybody... the metal detector. <laughs> It's that scene out of Spinal Tap, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it's a salami, but it's not a piece of celery. Celery, mate. (laughs) Oh, dear. This kind of that sums up this show, really. How utterly brilliant. And I hope you get rid of that cough, mate. You're all right. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. (sighs) Yeah, all right. Well, look, you enjoy it, mate. Take care of yourself. Don't do anything silly. And and bring it back for us on uh, Monday, JK. Yes, yes, yes. I'm looking forward to that. Now, before I go, uh, Kyle, who has been in Mixler listening to this very show, uh, has said, uh, give a shout out to my dad, Chris, uh, which I am doing now. Chris, good luck for tomorrow, mate. And good luck to you too, Kyle. 
let's hope we bring it home. It's about time we won the cup again. I mean, it's only been a few years since we last did, and that's just not good enough. But uh, uh, wherever you may be watching it uh, tomorrow, whether you're at the stadium tomorrow, whether you're at Wembley or wherever you are in the world, have a lot of fun, enjoy it, drink heavily, enjoy us winning another FA Cup. I certainly hope we do. Right, thank you for listening. See you on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up with the show! Shout!